where we talk about everything from conspiracies to megaliths to Bigfoot. We cover everything and all your paranormal pleasures. I'm Dan. <laughs> I'm Zoe. I'm Braden. <laughs> and I'm Byron. <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah. Nice intro, first time huh? I've ever introed the Yeah, the first time I've ever introed the podcast. No, I, I honestly thought, well. Dan, that was, <laughs> you're going to make it way more awkward. But that was actually fucking. No, it was good. It was good. Yeah, it I was, was like, good. That, was, that was probably one of the best ones we've done. Maybe we didn't Dan, fuck may, up the names. Maybe Dan should uh, do it every week. I work well <laughs> under pressure. It's one of my. Uh, <laughs> I think we're on qualities. One of my good qualities. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyways, um, wait, so back was it case file thirty eight. Megaliths. Thirty eight. Megaliths revisited. Megaliths part two. This time it's personal. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I want to. I want a quick. I got to give a quick shout out. Me. Uh. Listeners know me and Andrew uh, went down to Orlando for WrestleMania. We will do a podcast and we'll tell some of the stories. We have some couple funny stories. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, all my uh, boys and girls down there that came and uh, visited us and hung out with us. Uh, my boy Alex came and showed us a great time at uh, fuck it, Joysticks. It's a arc- <laughs> little arcade bar. We had a blast. Yeah, it's like a porno. Arcade like, the, like <laughs> that's, that's, full, that's full of like old school I'm arcade. Pretty sure games. that is a porno. No, it's, it's actually just the, it's just actually the best gay bar joysticks. I knew it. <laughs> knew it. No, they've got uh, they've got all retro video games and arcade games that's all free. Cool. You just play them for free. Get wasted. Uh, is it like the little and, one, uh, you sit opposite one another and the screens yeah, in the, the middle? That's boss. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, nice. So they all uh, and they only play like '80s music. So I was oh, like, that's so cool. I, I was jamming out while playing like. Uh, you know, uh, Mortal Kombat and stuff, jamming out, dancing in front of the arcade machine like I was Jodie Foster from The Accused. <laughs> <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme from the uh, from the Kickboxer. Yeah, That's a good one. it was it was a uh, great time. So thanks, Alex, for that. Um, thanks, Annie. Annie came out, played some. Uh, we went to a, a theme was we kind of went to lots of bars where we could play video games. Uh, <laughs> we played some uh, Goldeneye with Annie. Had some oh, beers, Goldeneye. a couple beers, and had some coffee. We were pretty fucking hungover when we met Annie, but Annie's a good sport. Um, we had a great time with Annie. And then later on that day, when we had a couple more $2 Bud Lights in us, we met uh, Lindy. Uh, Lindy showed us an unreal time, took us to some rooftop uh, apartment with a pool. It was uh, luxury. Um, incredible time. Uh, thanks to all those guys. Those are officially the prolapsers of the week. I stole your prolapsers of the week. That's fair. Because those fair. three... Those three are fucking absolute legends. Those are three Braden's prolapses of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, that was good, man. Looked look at you had a great time. WrestleMania looked fucking insane. Oh yeah. Oh man. It was so cool. <laughs> it was I'm going next year again. I don't give a fuck. I'm spending all my money. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun, man. It was like the funnest. It was so great. If you've if you've ever if you're even somewhat of a wrestling fan and you've always wanted to go. Honestly, it is so fucking fun. Um, go the, for the whole weekend. They do all the events. It's uh, it, I was surrounded by my people. That's what it was. I was surrounded by my people. Were you wrestling so, people in the streets? Was, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. We were giving chops, and you know, you take a couple bumps from some people after the shows and stuff in the bars. Uh, it was it was a fucking great like great time singing singing wrestling theme songs in the bars like <laughs> unreal. Uh, dream come true. 
Uh, anyways, space news. Space news. Um, what do you got? Well, uh, SpaceX, um, for the first time ever, successfully launched and then la- landed and relaunched. Yeah, just the first successful re- la- first successful relaunch of a used rocket. Yeah, of a Falcon Nine rocket, and then and then they, and, um, they returned it back to Earth again. It's pretty cool. Incredible, like that's insane. Um, Elon Musk announced that the next goal is to have a reflight within 24 hours. Also, drop it down, quick scrub, refuel, and launch it back up. Yeah, relaunch. Yeah. Fuck. Unbelievable. Taking the leap. The future, the future's now, boys. Future's now. What a crazy time we live in. Um, I also got another one. Um, hold on, I gotta pull my my phone closed. Um, a huge asteroid is gonna come past Earth on April nineteenth. Um, what's the name here? It's uh, it's called Asteroid. 2014 JO25 will pass by Earth April 19th. Easy to um, remember. <laughs> it's ru- it's going to roughly pass by 1.1 million miles away. So no worries, we're not going to die. Um it's approximately 2000 feet wide. So if you have a decent telescope, um you should be able to get a good gl- glimpse at it in the um the darkest night sky. So if the moon's in the sky, you're kind of, you might be fucked. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> chances are, yeah, yeah, chances are, chances are you might you might you might see it. So is that yeah. a nor- northern hemisphere situation? Where is it best going to be viewed? It doesn't. It doesn't really say. It just says take a look. Specify. Have a look. Just fucking just Take look up and uh, look up and find it. Yeah, look up and find it. Can't be that hard. There's not that much sky. This is true. It's only 1.1 million miles away. Like you should see it. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, if you, everywhere. yeah, but well, take a look. Like if you're interested in that kind of stuff, I'm sure there's uh, more information where you can, like, look that shit up and find out exactly where in your sky it's going to be. But uh, I got a pretty good telescope up here, so I might try. I might try to. Oh, do you get Mr. Conspiracy's telescope? Uh, yeah, I do. I do have it. Have you tried it? Well, I've I've looked at it before with them. It's really it's it's a good one. It's nice. Sweet. Man, I I have one. They're oh. fucking hard to set up. I realized. Oh, they're really fucking hard. To like try. For, I was trying I was trying to zoom in on some some nebula I had on my phone trying to match it in the sky and it just kept moving on me and I was fucking I couldn't do it. Oh. I was just trying to look into like some people's houses across the valley. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, just creeping. Just creeping. They're upside For some reason the image is always down, upside down. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Fuck. Couldn't figure it out. So I was trying to look up, doing handstands, wasn't working. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> I can just picture that. It's hilarious. Oh man. Um anyone else got any space news? No, I, I you, uh, you touched on the one in, on the SpaceX one. That was a big one for me. I've got Randy a little bit it. for uh, <laughs> for real estate speculation. If you're looking to buy some property, you might want to look at GJ one one three two B. 
the super earth that they recently found uh, atmosphere around it's only 39 light years away circling an m dwarf star um red dwarf star so you know if you want to find some new property if you're planning on moving off of earth anytime soon at least you got one that's got atmosphere now that's nice. pretty cool actually how how do they Promising. I wonder how, how do they tell if it has atmosphere if they can they can't really see the planet they can just tell how much is dimming their sun uh, no, it's usually like if they if they're looking at it, they usually um, use like infrared, and they kind of compare infrared wavelengths with others. So yeah, they, they suggest on like the, of, the spectrum, electro spectrum. Yeah, whatever. yeah, okay, it, makes yeah, sense. yeah. Makes I guess it makes sense, even though I don't know how it works. Doesn't don't really know how it works, but makes perfect makes sense. Perfect I don't sense. understand. <laughs> makes perfect sense. Though. Um. Okay, I got. <laughs> Let's motor through this. UFO case file of the week brought to you by the UFO Encyclopedia, the most comprehensive book of UFOlogy ever written, compiled and edited by the great John Spencer. The great Or the John dud, Sp- depends. The d- yeah, depending the on the week. <laughs> depending on the week. All right. Uh. It's gonna let it just keep going for a while. <laughs> I was gonna let it go for a while. They got tired. <laughs> Boo. Machine broke down. Boop. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, I. Yeah, that's the best when you. I kind of st- start grunting. Well, here's you know the it's thing. Gonna be good. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I kind of put my finger on two different ones. One's really long, and one's like mediocre. Do uh, you're not Which... drinking. You're not drinking, so you could probably read the read the long one. Okay. <laughs> the oh, maybe not the Janos <laughs> the Janos people a routine abduction in June 1978 a routine. in Ox- <laughs> yeah, I don't know what routine. the fuck that Normal. means Normal. Yeah. you know fuck the routine one in Oxfordshire became the subject of a book by Frank Johnson the Janos people husband John wife Gloria their own daughters and John's sister were driving towards the. Oh, fuck! I'm gonna say this wrong. You guys can make fun of me because I know it's a popular place. Gloucester? No, it's it's in England. Gloucester? No. G L O U C E S T E R. Gloucester. Gloucester. Gloucester area. When they saw a UFO, get out of town. Fuck. They experienced strange imagery. A house that apparently does not exist. Repeated sightings of strange scenery and time distortion. Their car seemed to take control of itself. All of these are familiar components with other abductions, and particularly the case of Bite Bridge in South Africa. When the witnesses reached home, they had suffered a one-hour missing time period. Under regression hypnosis... It appeared that the family were taken aboard the UFO by tall, fair-skinned entities who conducted a medical examination on them. They drank a salty liquid. Ooh, I don't like. Ooh. <laughs> With protein. I wonder if they swallowed. I wonder if they swallowed it. They drank it. <laughs> Think they spat it out? They saw fifty-fifty. Another them. common feature of both UFO abductions and folklore stories. Which so they drank a salty liquid, which they were told would help them by suppressing their memories. 
The Janos people were the aliens involved in the case. And the book featured a letter from them to Earth asking for our acceptance of them. They themselves had lost their planet, it having been destroyed by their moon. Frank Johnson made an offer to the Janos people, which, seemingly generous, may not have gone down well in the Southern Hemisphere. What the fuck are are they talking about? What are you reading here? Yeah, he suggested that the people of New Zealand clear off the island to give the homeless aliens a place to live. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. There's no point. Get out. Get those fucking Kiwis out of here. Get out of there. You, you know, to make room. who elected Frank yeah, Johnson people. to be the fucking ambassador? Yeah. Of- where does he get the authority to yeah. kick people who, out of here? Okay. Who does he think know. he is, Frank Johnson? He's no Ron, who the hell he's is no Ron Pond, that's for sure. They are. <laughs> you can't get they say we have, we not do real. not have a great track record with uh, refugees. <laughs> no, especially in uh, sending people to Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fucking hilarious. Kick off all the people in New Zealand so they can live there. Get out. <laughs> so ah. is that it? That's it. <laughs> that was fucked. That was bad. That's bad. Yeah. But you know what? This, you, this, this naturally led us to something that's also just as bad but really funny. Byron's got a good story, a good conspiracy <laughs> about uh, Australia here. So oh, perfect. Is it the – wait. Okay, go. I think I know which one it is. Yeah. yeah probably it's, do. Uh, good old – Facebook scrolling, and I came across a post from Shelly Florid, I want to say her name is, and I don't know how she discovered this and knows the truth, but she does. She says, Australia is not real. It's a hoax made for us to believe that Britain moved over, uh, sorry, that Britain moved over their criminals jesus english is terrible um anyway made to believe criminals to some place in reality all these criminals were loaded on ships uh, off the ships into the waters drowning before they could see land ever again it's a cover-up for one of the greatest mass murders in history made by one of the most prominent empires australia does not exist all things you call proof are actually well-fabricated lies and documents made by the leading governments of the world. Your Australian friends, me, they're all actors. Well, wait, 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 wait. You you know, you're throwing friend around there pretty fucking loosely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like... I don't just, know anymore. Just throwing I don't know who there. to believe. Um, are all actors and computer-generated per- personas part of the plot what? to trick the world? If you think you've ever been to Australia, you're terribly wrong. The plane pilots are all in it on this as well, and have in all actual um, in all actuality only flown you to islands close nearby, or in some cases, um, parts of South Africa, where they have cleared space and hired actors to act out as real <laughs> Australians. <laughs> Australia's one Wait. of the biggest hoaxes ever created, and you have all been tricked. Join the movement today and make it known that they have been discovered. Make it known that this has all just been a cover-up. The things these Australians, in talking marks, say to be doing all these swear words and actions based on alcoholism, MDMA, and bad decisions are all ways to distract you from the ugly truth 
that is one of the greatest genocides in history. 162,000 people were said to have been transported to this imaginary land during a mere 80 years, and they are all long dead by now. They never reached that promised land. Tell the truth. Stand up for what is right. Make sure to spread the word. Australia is not real. It's a code word for the cold-blooded murders of more than 100,000 people, and it is not okay. We will not accept this. Stand up for that's the ones even, who died. It's not even that big of a fucking genocide. It's not that no, big at all. Realistic. Let it be known <laughs> that Australia does not exist. Hashtag Australia is not real. Wow. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all, I've, all I've got to say on this is, have you all seen the Truman Show? Yes. Yeah. That's the flat earth. That's Australia. Wait. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <But> I... <laughs> oh. Here. See, now, okay, I'll play devil's advocate. Like, let's say you wouldn't even need that many actors because if it was like Byron, let's say you didn't actually live in Australia. You lived in somewhere in South Africa or in Af- Southern Africa somewhere, and you were just indoctrinated your whole life. They're like, yep, yeah, mate. Like, this is, uh, this is the map. This is where you live. Like, would you really know? Like, you're not walking the coastline, coast to coast mapping it yourself. No, this is true. And so maybe maybe you're duped just just like all of us. And while I've been here in uh, the great white North Canada, I've had many people say, why would you Australia? I don't want to go to Australia. There's too many deadly animals. So all these spiders and snakes and crocodiles yeah, those are, and stuff that are there make to us not want to go. Exactly. All these weird animals that we have in Australia, <laughs> emu, well, so I guess so- emus like ostrich, you know, kangaroos, platypus, echidnas, none of these are like anything else on the earth. They're all made Those up. Those sound like made-up names to me. Exactly. <laughs> Humpty Doo. Well we spoke about Humpty Yeah, Doo. all your crazy you know city names. I'm sold. Let's start a cross-Canada trip to spread the truth. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Really Let's start good. hitchhiking. If only we could find another podcast to take us on to do an interview. <laughs> Crocodile Hunter was South African. <laughs> Terrible actor. If only we could find a podcast as, as dumb as us <laughs> to let us on to talk about fake Australia. Because I know they're hiding God from us. That's where this goes. First Australia, then God. Oh, man. Uh, that, that had to be in a joke post. Or is this hashtag Australia is not real like a real thing? I don't know. I'll find out. It's uh, well, you know what? Here's the thing: people believe the fucking Earth's flat. Idiots will believe anything. That's true. But you know what? I I far I would easily jump on board the fake Australia train than the flat Earth train. <laughs> you know, I've never I've never been to Australia. I've been there. Though. I've like, been there I've too. I've been there but... by boat. Not like it didn't. Have like, you been there fly. though? I've been. Or were you in no, South? I've been somewhere. I guess. Yeah, okay. you were somewhere, and it was I hot. Went from, I went from Japan on a boat from Japan to Australia. If it were going to South Africa, it would have taken a lot longer. I guess. I mean, well, that's maybe that's just what they tell you. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> yeah. I guess they took me to New Zealand instead. <laughs> that was no. something. So interesting. But okay, so then, but the, that one goes deep because then if you're in, if you're in Australia, and you use Google Maps. It's a fucking lie. Even Google Maps is on board. They've made it. 
you're in, really in South Africa, and they've made it look like you're perpetuators of the lie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, we got that's that. That's enough. That's enough time on uh, Australia's fake. It has no end. <laughs> <laughs> you would never know. Okay, I, I, I want to say one thing before we start some megaliths. Everyone heard the news and read the articles of the fucking state's attack because of the gas, right? Supposed of gassing of the citizens. Oh, the Syria one. Yeah, the Syria and the attack in Syria. I just want to make it known this is the exact same thing that happened in Iraq. They give that. Yeah. They give the fake fucking. They give the story, the huge propaganda with no backing claim, like no proof, and they just and then end up in war right away. So just it's gonna happen. It's fucking. It's just repeating itself all over again. It's so crazy. I don't. I don't think there was any chemical attack. Well, and if there was, it wasn't done by Assad. It would have been done by some like CIA operatives or like some type of special team to like stage like a false flag, right? I don't think because like. I'm pretty sure Syria had like the internet, the UN like committee there doing like a review of like situation and all. And Assad was like, he was just getting back in the good books on, on the UN. And all of a sudden now he just gasses his people and the States are like, Oh yeah, we got to do that. And then all of a sudden they fire all those missiles. It just seems like it's like repeating itself all over again. A lot of missiles too. 59 Tomahawk ballistic missiles. That is a lot. (laughs) Oh, I don't, I don't know if there's any truth to the claim, but I kept reading the post of, uh, Trump has stock in that company. The company. Oh, that Which makes company? the tomahawks. Tomahawks, tomahawks. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, <laughs> they're like, we gotta make some money here. He wanted, he wanted sixty, and they're like, okay, like let's we're going fifty nine. We just we can't do sixty. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Get a price bank at fifty nine. <laughs> the airport's gone. <laughs> it's like, oh man. Anyways, we've destroyed all their single prop planes. <laughs> I want I want to talk more about it, but I don't really have. That's like something you really need some good backing facts, or I don't have it. I'm just saying, like, it's been country after country, and the same type of thing happens over and over again. Yeah, it's it's reminiscent of a lot of uh, events that have happened in the past, so it's not it's not anything unusual. And like all these all these countries, all try and denounce the U.S. dollar for a gold backed currency. They have they pretty much all Afghanistan, Iraq, Sudan, Libya. Like Libya is trying to do the the gold back dinar, and I wouldn't be surprised. I think I'm pretty sure Syria doesn't have any like IMF debt. They're not part of like the Western banking conglomerate, so I wouldn't be surprised if like like that's one of the main driving factors. That and they are their own oil producers as well. It's pretty. It's just fucking crazy. This is like Syria's bombing. Syrians are killing Syrians, so we better bomb some Syrians. It's pretty much what yeah. happened. Like it's crazy. Where's uh, who? What was that one rapper that used to do that show with the fucking cars? And they always made jokes about that. Oh, exhibit, exhibit, exhibit. Yeah, hit my ride. Hit my yeah. ride. Yo, dog. Syrians bomb Syrians. We better bomb Syrians. Help the <laughs> Syrians. Oh yeah, it's just like I don't think the lie can't. It can't keep going. Like on like it, everyone. It's, everyone's becoming more aware. I'm pretty sure. Like on like a. A quickening scale. So we'll see what happens. I just want to. I just want to tell everyone, like, fuck that. That news headline is pretty crazy to just attack a country just because you have accusations that they did that. Like, it's pretty nuts. If any other country did that to any like Western country, it would be fucking game over. Yeah, and, and they that, didn't even wait that long. It was like a week, right? It wasn't even. Yeah, that it was long. not. I don't. Even, yeah, it was not long at all. Imagine he didn't wait for it to pass through Congress. Nothing. Nothing. Like no, there was no approval. He just fucking did it. Like, 
But it's all over the news as like he's, they're doing the right thing. They're helping fight the terrorists. They're like, no, you're just bombing the Syrian army. Like, what? <laughs> what? Anyways, a little too. Isn't ha- the Syrian army like? Isn't the Syrian army fighting ISIS? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, like that. that the fucking... situation over there is fucking in, like it. It doesn't make oh, sense. It doesn't make sense at all. So like you know, some I bet you you follow the money in that situation, you realize it's not about fucking. It's not about any type of humanitarian effort. It's all about expanding the complex. Anyways, that's a whole nother no. podcast. I just wanted to make a quick point on it. So let's get to some megalithic structures. Boom. Rock and roll. I went back and listened. Um, I, went I, gotta... back, I went back and listened to the the one we did. We made some good points, but I feel like I've been reading a lot into this guy uh, Graham Hancock. Have you ever heard of him? No, nope. like his name. Yeah, great name. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's got a lot a lot of good theories on the megaliths. So I don't know. How do you want to start this? Do you want to go? Start, um, those, Brain, you want... start with those Bosnian period uh, Bosnian pyramids. <laughs> well, I got a, I got a, I got a. Sh- I got a kind of a short one we can lead with. Sure. Okay. It's just interesting. Yeah, okay, so in um on the island of Malta, uh in nineteen oh two, workers were digging a hole and they broke through a ceiling of an ancient temple. Um it was a huge discovery at the time. They ended up unearthing the whole complex. Um at the entrance of this uh, megalithic structure. They found seven thousand skeletons clustered near the entrance. What? Seven thousand. Um, they they. I'm gonna botch the fuck out of this name, but now they call it. Um, it's called the the hypo hypo gem of Hal Safflini. And um, I'm gonna also code name it. Um, the He Man Woman Haters Club Temple. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Um, so basically, this temple has its three levels, and it has the most incredible acoustics. Um, you can get your voice to reverberate through the entire complex standing in certain spots, but the thing is, it's that it only works on speaking voices between 95 and 120 hertz, which is more. Uh, in the range for men. So a lot of women's voices don't generate the same effect. So it's a very sexist temple because hmm. women can't enjoy it as much. Um, maybe women, well, back, just maybe women back in the day had deeper voices. Maybe. Well, they just don't want to, um, the men didn't want them to be heard. <laughs> but there's, uh, if you're a man and you're chanting at roughly 110 hertz, um, the entire complex, if you're standing in these certain areas, the entire temple complex turns into this bizarre trance-inducing room that like beats your voice. It's I pay, like it's insane, and uh, uh, people say it enhances the reli- your religious experience and it activates the like creative side of your brain. Um, they have no fucking idea, not a clue, how they would figure out the science to build this. So how how long ago do they think it was? Um, some things I've read is like, I can't nail down an exact date. Some, some people say like 2000, 2500. So like the, like in the, in the term, in the term of like for megalithic structures, it's, it's fairly newer, but to the, to the point of like how good the acoustics are, like it's, they just, they have no idea 
how they could build it so precise and so good like that. So they don't know who built it or how it was built. Classic. No idea. With all these other megaliths. They can't, you can't, they can't really date it, right? They can't date the stone. Yeah. So they're going they with, no idea. With, they're trying to like, probably like make some connection. Like, oh, well, Wait, we they found, found how many skeletons? What was the skeleton? Seven, 7,000 at the <laughs> front door. Like, That's did insane. they explain how they were laid out? Or like, yeah, you said they were clustered. No, they were, it just says they were just, it's, it says they were just kind of like stacked and like all together. Like, there was no rhyme or reason for the 7,000 corpses. Lot. Yeah. It's a fucking lot it's of skeletons at yeah. the door. <laughs> that's a like lot it's crazy. People. Like it's they have no idea who built it or how they pull it off. Um all they know is that they had knowledge of acoustics that baffles science scientists to this day. They have no they can't even they can't even like they they have really ridiculously hard times even at recreating the effect in small rooms of what this temple does. Man, it's crazy because I've heard stories of like the, of the pyramids to the Great Pyramid, especially from one chamber to net to another, like through like a thousand tons worth of stone, you can hear someone like talk at a normal voice. So like these ancient structures all have some type of weird like frequency and resonating like like resonant frequency to them. What that means, I don't really know, but kind of they're kind of like connected all over the world in the same type of way. Yeah, it's it's baffling. Huh, Mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. I can't even, um, I can't even drink my, I'm out of beer. <laughs> there's videos and stuff you can go and look, and uh, and people are in there, but I couldn't... Some are good, but lots are just shitty cell phone videos, so it's like doesn't really come through so good. But still cool. Take a look at it. The Hypo Gym of Hal Safalini. Oh, what the... What's going on? An ad just popped through my, through my headphone, so that was weird. But that's all I got. That was... The, that was a quick one I wanted to touch on. I was reading about it and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." Huh. Yeah, that's that's crazy. A lot of megalithic structures all have, you know, they usually have unique acoustic properties like that. Yeah. And it's it's amazing to think that people um if you think they were not aided by either extraterrestrials or some sort of, you know, uh some sort of knowledge, advanced acoustic knowledge, how that works. Um, just having normal people, regular everyday Homo sapiens, kind of construct stuff like that without any help, it's kind of hard. <laughs> Super hard, man. And I'm gonna get. I'm gonna kind. I got something to go on that, but I want to move on to the next one. Let's go ahead. Okay, this is something I've been kind of looking into. You ever heard of Baalbek, Lebanon? Baalbek, Lebanon. No. Well, they've, it's like an ancient quarry or something, and they found the the biggest megalithic stones ever found on the planet that they can deduce were carved by intelligent design. You ready for this staggering weight of this of the biggest stone? Yeah, one thousand two hundred and forty two tons. One one piece of rock. Wow. And this is right. Uh, this is really close to the the Temple of Jupiter. Which was, I think, is a. Which ones? I think is a. It's a called. A, it's a Roman temple, but they think it was built on an, another, a more ancient like structure. Yeah, as you like. I think it was called. Uh, yeah, Temple of Jupiter or uh, Heliopolis. I think it was called in like Roman times or something. I was kind of reading about it, but anyways, this, these stones would have been taken from this quarry and used for the original structure underneath that. And the biggest one they've un, they've completely unearthed now is this one, one thousand two hundred forty-two tons, which is insane. I'm gonna. 
I, I actually had to break it down with my own like simple math how big this was in comparison to like houses. So you got, you want to hear what I what I came up with? How much of like a weight of a yes. house is? So like yeah. a, a standard house, let's say like twenty two hundred square feet, roughly two thousand twenty two hundred. It's about two hundred. I looked it up, two hundred pounds per square foot. So you're looking at like four hundred thousand pounds for like a standard like single family house, which is only like. 200 to 250 tons the entire house with foundation and concrete so times and so they're times so six houses all stacked into one block are the blocks that these people were moving out of this quarry and they think and and there's some more that they found that are not completely unearthed that that may be almost twice that size even it's ridiculous they don't know who they don't have any idea who would have carved them but they can tell they're carved with intelligent design just like those blocks of giza and stuff right and the block that's crazy because Lebanon and stuff, that's, that's, su- that's in the area like Lebanon and Jerusalem and all those like Israel, like that's all where like lot of religion starts. And to find those co- like giant stones there is kind of oh, weird. Oh, yeah, because like that's ancient Sumer, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Like Sumerian civilization. Yeah, exactly. It's like all these, yeah, a lot of these sites are close there. And this one is fucking mind boggling how big these stones were. How they would have moved these kind of stones and all these megalithic structures that are this big is insane. I looked up, oh, wait, where did I put it down? Fuck. I looked up how much a, a modern day crane can lift. Shit, I lost it. It's gone. But it was only like uh, 26 tons or something, one of those giant sky cranes. Oh. 26 tons. That's what the huge, like, skyscraper building ones who lift up those huge columns and stuff, right? But they, they do it piece by piece, like 20 tons at a time or something. So there's no how way. The... There's no fucking way. I don't know how. Because even like the Egyptologists and stuff, they don't know how they really could have moved the stones other than like just like ramps, pulleys, like leverage. And me and Byron, we were actually looking up. Uh, we, we've talked about them before. 18. 18, ton. Eight, 18 metric tons. 18 metric tons is like 22 imperial tons i think or something so like not that much so yeah so that gives you like a quick estimate of how big that stone is and what was i saying uh we're looking up oh yeah we were, me and byron looked up we talked about him before wally wallington this guy in michigan yeah he made his own stonehenge <clears throat> yeah and the right, way he right. did he did like he did it by like his stones were only i think two tons was the biggest one or two and a half tons so like a huge a huge slab of stone to move by yourself but he moved out he did have like ramps and pulleys and he, he would get a like leverage onto like a, a single like access point and kind of like turn it and then put another like another hard rock underneath and then turn it again and kind of like slowly wiggle his way into position in the same way to raise it up and stand it up like just by like a lot of finding the balance points is he's basically putting that two ton on a pinhead or a marble so to speak that's really hard yeah. so he's he's got a hard base surface throwing a marble underneath it's and then another hard surface being the rock. So that allows him to, yeah, to swing it around on his own. But if if you're on solid or on ground or like dirt, grass. You know, just drive that thing right into the, yeah, right into the ground. It's not going to work. You ha- that, yeah, it only works if you have super hard surface, like rock on rock, and then try to like spin a rock on top of it. So like oh, he's, the only, he's the only modern day guy to build like that. Wally Wallington. And I don't know if you guys ever heard of another like more modern example is the Coral Castle in Florida. 
I've heard about that. Yeah. And this guy, man, what was his name? Edward Lead Shock something. I didn't wrote it down really scribbly, but and yeah, it was like <laughs> in the 1800s sometime. He he built this like coral castle, and it has like like rocking chairs made of stone that weigh like half a ton, and like these doors that are two tons that swivel on like a little kid can push them open, and it's still standing, I guess, to this day. But not even anywhere close to the scale of these old megaliths. So like, I don't know. And that's just like, you, like moving them is one thing. Like move it like a hundred, like a hundred meters or even a kilometer down the road. But then imagine trying to stack that like four hundred feet in the air. Yeah. Right, like crazy. How do you, yeah, moving it like how is like, there? I wonder if there's is it stuff? is it pretty much determined that they've got the rock from the quarry? Is there any chance that they like carve the rock in place from like a giant stone? What do you mean, like that? That the big stone there? Yeah, like maybe it was there, and they just they carved it in place, like they didn't move anything. No, but they they did move stones. They didn't move that stone. That one was not quite finished, right? But there was oh. stones under the Temple of Jupiter, that like huge ones that are like, a, like uh, almost a thousand tons and shit like that. So they moved big ones. That was just the biggest one that they've ever seen cut. Oh, okay. Yeah. So but, they had found where the quarry is, where they cut them, and they had moved them to this temple site. Yeah, somehow. Pr- pretty much, yeah. Same thing in like Egypt. There was a lot of the stones were done like the Giza. The Giza stones were cut right on the Giza plateau, the limestone ones. But then right. the granite ones or whatever the other stones were came from like five hundred miles to the south. So they still had to move them like that far. And I think the the stones in Giza were up to like two or three hundred tons for like the base the base of the pyramid, which is still like insane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just another. I think you find a lot of this kind of stuff. Like you you find a lot of these temples and things like this. Even like places like we talked about, like Gobekli Tepe. Like even Gobekli Tepe has those huge rocks that were cut, but the ones that are the ones that we see, the ones that are on top, are actually the most recent ones, and they're actually smaller. And like the the farther you go down, the rocks actually the the stones and like the size of the the materials that they used are all bigger. Than, than the ones that are on top and like even a lot of modern temples you'll find older temples underneath because that's just the way it was like you you know if you or if you were either trying to convert another religion to your religion like you built your sacred site on top of their sacred site so even underneath some of the christian churches and stuff you'll find you know old temples with uh, uh you know uh, iconography or, or things like that but yeah the rocks get bigger the, the farther you go down and you have to wonder how people got them there in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause then that goes to the theory that like all these, like the, the Egyptians and shit, they didn't build the pyramids, but they like, they spruce them up. Maybe they put like, you know, like they decorate with different rocks or all these other cultures like built on top of old, more giant megaliths. Right. You kind of like see that kind of happen all over the world too. So kind of like that goes with like the pre, like the advanced civilization, like pre flood or pre like deluge or whatever they call it that's what yeah especially if you get something like you know if the egyptians were uh sprucing those items up there there would be you know sometimes they that's why they do find you know it could be a reason why they do find um differences in the carbon dating like you get different rocks from different periods you know you take pieces out you replace it with another piece and it's uh you know more recent so you know yeah the pyramids could be older than you know, oh. the entire structure could be older than, than what we 
previously died. For sure, because like the only reason I think pretty sure this guy Graham Hancock, he's like super against like the modern Egyptologists because he thinks that they're so set in their ways they'll never change. Even though like the evidence is starting to pile up that like these are advanced engineered buildings. These are not just like a hunter gatherer farming community building these things. It's insane. And he's pretty much saying that he's going against because Egyptologists when they the Great Pyramid they think is built for. I think at the Pharaoh Khufu, I was watching Pyramid Code and a few other things. But the only they found like one like one like small like graffiti almost in one of the chambers where it kind of looked like there could have been a tomb one one time that said Khufu or something like that. But there there was never he was never found in the pyramid. Ever. There was no there was no body found in the pyramid. So all like all there's, their all their theories of who who actually built them are like they're not really gone on anything but like a couple pieces of graffiti pretty much there's and there's no fucking way he they came along they found it and he was like i will be buried in this this is mine like that was it wasn't built for him fuck that i don't believe that for a second even if he wanted to be buried in it they never found his body so either it was like ransacked like along all the pre like modern history or he definitely didn't build it i could i'm more on board if he was buried there is because they found it like that was their sacred like that was their temple pretty much right Built by a prior oh. civilization, but yeah, and it's you know, uh, yeah, like I said, the a lot of times like other religions, like other civilizations, will adopt the monuments of uh, previous civilizations or, or you know civilizations that were there before structures, holy structures. Um, it's not out of you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they just you know spruced up the pyramids and no. that they were already there built by somebody else no I, I definitely agree with this guy graham hancock he's actually got if you want if you want like a good either book to read or watch his seminar it's called uh, fingerprint of the gods and he goes all about like ancient culture and like pre-civilizations and shit i just took a few points from him but uh let's move on to a different one who's got a different one you know what hold on you know what before we go you know what i ho- i i hope to god we go to Mars and we find pyramids on Mars. Like, man. And then, uh, that would wouldn't that be something? You're like, two planets, we have, they have megalithic structures the same as ours. They obviously have deeper meaning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that goes with like the ancient astronaut theories and like the Anunnaki, like probably colonized Mars and Earth, maybe even a couple other planets or moons in the solar system, right? A long time ago or whatever type of pre like progenitor race was here. Right. And if like these pyramids and shit and all these structures are actually some some type of ancient resonant like energy generating devices like some people say they are teleporters or yeah maybe teleporters like what was that was exchange top, information star, stargate stargates stargates yeah. stargates stargate. yeah but if like if yeah. they were like on both planets and they were using them for whatever reason it makes sense if they found one on Mars that you're like holy shit they're like all that that ancient like theory of like ancient astronauts is probably probably right. Yeah. And like the pictures oh, if you look at the pictures of the pyramids on Mars, man, they're like they resemble like the pyramids of Giza, like the way they're like spaced out. Yeah. And we talked about and like they have like the golden ratio and shit built in. Same type of thing. Oh I'd be incredible. Get up there. Let's go. Come on, Elon. Get him up there. <laughs> Alright, well, on that racket. I'll jump in because mine's not that great, and Dan, you can bring us home strong. But uh, this kind of goes 
uh, sticking with my home uh, movie site, Australia, the there was a, allegedly a, um, a Stonehenge in Australia that dates back around uh, 10,000 years ago is some of the rocks that are found there on the site. Unfortunately, though, um, the site has been bulldozed back in the 1940s. So when it was first discovered um, and documented by Frederick Slater uh, in 1939, uh, he was the president of the Australian Archaeology and Education Research Society. He was documenting um, the layout of these rocks and uh, what they were there for, and they were set up like on a mound. And he talked about how mounds were the the first type of temples that a lot of religions had. So before having the big temples, they had these mounds where they'd, I guess, stand up and preach. And um, yeah, but then in 19, 1940, the site got bulldozed for whatever reason or destroyed. And he's a lot of documents and research because it was spoken about in a lot of papers and stuff, all these documents disappeared. So, and it wasn't until um, 2013 that they unearthed these documents from Slater and have looked at them. And then uh, a father and son team have actually gone back to the site to try and discover more and see what they can find. And, and they were able to find these two stones there that um, date back 10,000 years ago with etchings on them. And they say that the the rock is that hard that even today's, I guess, hand tools like chisels and stuff are unable to carve into them because the rock's that hard. And back when these rocks were like 2,000 years ago, they wouldn't have had the tools. They have like a little like spear or training. Yeah, or any modern, I guess, uh, like water jets or anything to engrave these the the etchings on them. Um, but it's it's said that there were about a hundred and eighty one stones all standing up in this on this site, and uh, some of them were made out of sandstone. And the closest sandstone deposit uh, is twenty k's away, so not a long not a long distance to cart these rocks, but um, still not in that area. So they don't believe that they formed there naturally and were moved by man. Um, and the other thing, the the carvings and stuff on there, uh, there was lots of, uh, where is this? Shit, I've lost it. Anyway, um, it, the etchings and stuff, it was like, Hand. Here we go. The language is a combination of hand signs, letters, sacred signs, and body parts. And Slater had compiled over twenty-eight thousand words in this language. So Slater was claiming that this site was um, was occupied way before. Um, people left like South Africa. So that's where they believe like man started. And then we spread from there. So, uh, so it doesn't, doesn't fit with like the modern migration theory no, of yeah. humans. 
Yeah, uh, so they, they, they believe that, um, the, I guess, the Australian Aboriginals were actually a, a higher, a lot more higher intelligent than what is currently assumed of them, I guess. Yeah, because they think they've been yeah. the same, like, unchanged for, like, thousands of years, or, like, same tools yeah, they're, and everything. Yeah. They recently, uh, fairly recently, a DNA study was found that the ab- Aboriginal civilization of Australia were the oldest like oldest of human, like the oldest civilization of humans. Yeah. Uh, like oldest on a planet dating back like 50,000 years, which yep. is crazy, which is before that's pre ice age, you know? Yeah. Way before, that's before ice age. And, uh, like it's not unusual for, um, or at least there, 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 are, um, evidence of like civilizations that were previously advanced and then fell back. And then you can just look at like Easter Island, for example, like they raised all their moa, the the giant heads on Easter Island, and then the civilization pretty much wiped itself out and went backwards. Like right. it could have been from climate climate change. Like Australia looked a lot different fifty thousand years ago. Yeah, it looked um, a lot yeah. like South Africa. Yeah, it could have been a lot more habitable. <laughs> <laughs> it probably looked a lot, you know, a lot more habitable than than it does now. Um, so it wouldn't be unusual. Maybe they had a civilization. Uh, more inland and then it just like uh, water dried up you know uh, water sources changed uh, migration animal migration patterns changed and the civilization just crumbled yeah and it's happened before and this sorry i didn't mention the uh the location for this is uh near a place called mullumbimby in new south wales which for any of the Aussie listeners, they know that it is basically the Amsterdam of Australia. The Amsterdam? Yeah. Mushroom, of South Africa. Of South Africa. Mushrooms grow <laughs> wild and it's quite a nice, relaxed, tippy town, so to speak. It's like Nimbin. Yeah. All right. Very close to Nimbin. Oh. Okay. Hey, that, you know what? That leads me into something a little... Now we're talking about the Ice Age and shit. Graham Hancock goes into like great detail of like... If there was a past civilization, like pre-Ice Age, because a lot of these structures now, are there, they can carbon date like like the organic material that's been buried with them to like lot to about 12,000 years ago. And he's saying, if I'm going to go with the ice, this, ice age, <clears throat> this Ice Age theory here, where it says the world is on like a deep freeze, pretty much geologists think for about 100,000 years. Like, complete, like North America was mainly under ice, like as far south as like Mississippi. And the whole, like Europe was pretty much under ice, like, and all of a sudden, really quickly, the ice caps melted, like over like a thousand years. <clears throat> and he, he goes with his theory is that there was a great cataclysm on Earth, like either an asteroid struck the pole, or some type of like asteroid, or some type of global climate change that happened so rapidly that that's where all these pre these all these stories of the flood from all these different religions all kind of come from. His theory is either there was like an asteroid hit the poles or something and it knocked such a huge portion of the ice into the ocean that it flooded like 300 meters in and 300 meters up of the entire planet in a relatively short period of time, like like over like a month or something. That's one of his theories. Another theory is that climate change happened very rapidly and the top of these gigantic ice caps turned into these huge lakes and eventually that pretty much melted down like a, and unleashed like a gigantic iceberg pretty much like the size of Greenland. And that also flooded the earth really quickly. And that's why all these stories of Atlantis 
and all these stories of the like biblical floods and shit. That's where he thinks that all these central theories came from. And there was a super advanced civilization, maybe not like space, like flight advanced, but like advanced enough to like build the pyramids and all this shit. And the majority of them are wiped out off their coast, like their big cities and stuff, and a lot, lost a lot of the technology. And then over like a couple hundred years, that civilization was just completely lost. And just like the stories passed down, pretty much the only thing that kept it alive. And after like a while, these civilizations came back to these old monuments and like repopulated them pretty much. That's huh. pre- that's pretty much his theory in a nutshell. It's That's that's a good theory. Yeah. It, it kinda, that moves on to, that goes with mine. Uh, when I talk about my, my megalithic structure, I go ahead and looked up uh, again uh, the Yonaguni uh, formations in Japan. Uh, off the southern coast of Japan in the Ryukyu Islands, there's a uh, uh, these formations which are relatively famous now. They've they they've uh, they found them in the 1980s uh, as a popular dive spot because it has a unusually large congregation of hammerhead sharks around that area. And after they discovered these formations uh, on the seafloor, uh, they're very unusual. If you take a look at them, a lot of them are built. Uh, they comprise mostly of sandstone. But uh, many people have studied this, including uh, Masaki Kimura, which is the he's a professor emeritus and on the faculty of science uh, in the university in that area. And he's visited the place over 100 times in the last 20 years. And um, not him, just him, but other scientists as well. And nobody has come to uh, I don't think anybody's come to an actual conclusion on what they are. I mean, if you've watched Ancient Aliens, have you seen these like these formations? Like no, I, I haven't. I haven't seen that. No. Nope. No, like if you watch like a lot of, uh, they always bring them up in ancient alien theories and things like this. These these formations, they look like they are cut, uh, like flat. Like there's, um, they they find formations that look similar to uh, examples of pillars, uh, columns, straight walls, and even some some formations look like they may have been some sort of uh, representing animals. Things like that, and they're huge. Huh. Like it, they they can't. A lot of people say that they're natural formations because they can't find any evidence of, of uh, like separate stones being placed together. Um, but people think that maybe some scientists like Kimura think that these places would have been uh, maybe they were natural formations because sandstone does break along straight lines, uh, especially around Japan, which is chock full of tectonic activity if you've ever been there it's always earthquakes and and you know they got volcanoes and things like that um and maybe these 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 sandstone structures were modified by humans um they're underwater now but um during like we said the ice age the 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 sea level was about 130 feet lower than what it is now and these structures would have been above water before that hand yeah um and could have been uh you know either populated by this uh you know our super advanced civilization uh which had spread that far into that asian area and if we're if we're talking about like ice age and like how far that is especially it doesn't take uh like if you might think that it's just some global catastrophe that could wipe out a civilization, I mean that's not really the case. Like we see civilizations that were wiped out in a couple hundred years just by 
a little bit of climate change, like maybe just the difference in, in weather patterns or rain. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at um, in Cambodia, Angkor Wat, uh, it's a huge temple and it's amazing marking of like a civilization that had uh, obviously advanced uh, architectural knowledge to build these amazing temples and all these great things. Just look, it's a world heritage site. You can look it up. Um, but that civilization crumbled just because of pretty much climate change. Like they, the area that they they were in had a drought for like 20, 50 years, you know, and and that entire civilization just broke apart. Yeah, the food dries up, crumbles. Yeah. Yeah, and what? the jungle, places like that, the jungle reclaims everything. Even ancient Aztec, things like that. It doesn't take like uh, a thousand years. It just takes a couple hundred, you know. Yeah. Everything's overgrown and buried, pretty much. Also, like it makes sense that like ancient civilizations would would have built their complexes closer to the ocean because they would have been fish like fishing and using it to survive. Resources and, then, and stuff. When yeah. the waters, the water starts approaching, and they're just like, ah, fuck. Yeah, because if you yeah if you build like all your main like all your main factories and shit close to the ocean, like which we do for most part, and like our shipping ports, if all yeah. that flooded in like a short period of time, and you didn't have time to rebuild that stuff and you started losing technology, like, like you like lose technology at a rapid rate. And within like probably like 10 or 20 years, like your civilization, you knew it is pretty much crumbled. Especially if you're building on an island and stuff. If you, if you were a, you know, an ancient colonist, like you probably would build your, your city on an island or something like that. It's safe. You know, or build your your country's capital, your civilization's capital on an island or something like that, and like say Atlantis or something like that. It's it's safe, it's unapproachable by other civilizations or things like that. And you think you're, you're okay, time. and then yep, and then just one day, you know, the water pops up, it, you know, meteor impact, whatever, and you're underwater the next day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna stay on this Ice Age topic then. I'm gonna go back. We talked about it before, but back to Puma Pumko or Puma Pumku. And yep. so this is the one we talked about. Like they have these giant fucking megaliths. Some of them are up to three hundred tons. So we're talking huge, like multiple houses per fucking block again. <laughs> Wait, it's like I think it's like uh twelve hundred meters above sea level. Or no. No, 1,600 meters, because what's a mile? 1,600 meters? Yeah, so it's like it's over a mile above sea level. Super, like, super thin air. And they have these, this huge fucking temple of Pumapunku with these dovetail, like, laser precision cut blocks and all this shit. So we've talked about that before. But what I want to talk about now is it's built like a harbor. Like, Graham Hancock, he's pretty much, and him and a lot of other researchers say, like, it's built like a harbor, like, has, like, docks or where docks would have been to Lake Titicaca, which is now like 100 feet below. Byron's cracking up. Of course. Yeah, I, course. I, was stifling, I was stifling off. <laughs> Say that again. Lake Titicaca. Uh, uh, I got more of a reaction dirty. the first time we said it. But amount of time it would take that lake to recede 100 feet, judging by like the what we think the climate's been like over the last so, like so long. People think it would take about 10,000 years to recede that much. It's a pretty big lake. That's what these people have deduced, which makes sense because it's like it's built like a harbor. So if it's been 10,000 years since that lake was That's on the, the sh- end of the ice age, end of the ice age, pretty much. So they're saying like that was part of this like 
and it's pretty much an entire globe global spanning civilization is what they say because if you if you look at these megaliths and all these pyramids all from around the same time which they always date to like like the pyramids are like like oh they're only like they're 6000 years old or they're 4000 years old they all but they all date them relatively the same a lot of these places of the world how in the world is there pyramids in like you have pyramids in Egypt you have pyramids in Mexico, in South America. You have pyramids in China, and like there's places in Europe that have pyramids built like all in like similar structures. How would like an like ancient like farming, like barely like having developed the wheel kind of thing yet? How would all these different cultures around the whole world all be building pyramids Similar. at the same time yeah. that look the same? Yeah, well, like same architecture. You might ask why we like. Uh, I mean, we're starting definitely to find more archaeological evidence of like a global spanning civilization and and it it might be that we haven't found a lot more because we're not looking in the right places maybe people aren't thinking about what the earth looked like pre-ice age yeah exactly if you start thinking it that way you know a lot of the formate like water where the water levels were um different areas you know due to even earthquakes or things like that you know the land has changed a lot since the ice age there could be for all we know, there could be pyramids underneath uh, Antarctica, like we've seen. Okay, at least the one. Let's talk about let's talk about the pyramids in Antarctica. Okay, so there's those the aerial view you can see from like Google Earth has like three mountains which look kind of like pyramids from above, but they are spaced. They look very similar to the like the Giza pyramids, how they're spaced, like the one, two, three, like the Marian Orion's belt kind of thing. So I think that's where a lot of the conspiracy comes from there. But like it's that one's like almost impossible to really go check. Like how the fuck you can't get there. There's an ice wall. Yeah, you can't get you can't any, get through. Any of the excavation things down there is like almost impossible. It's freezing. It's freezing cold. You can't get a bunch yeah. of people down there. Um, a lot of that land is just you know it would be incredibly dangerous. I'm sure. But <laughs> with the way climate change is going, we'll just have to wait a couple of years and then it'll all melt. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna now. I'm, I'm gonna go take us back a little bit farther here in the theory, the theory world. So take us back. They're pretty much saying like modern geologists say that Antarctica has been covered in ice for at least two million years, right? So right. If you go by, oh. if you go by their theory, but those fucking maps. Yeah, can, well, I, I'm gonna talk about map. We can talk about the maps too. But if they go by their theory, it's been two million years since like this area where these supposed pyramids that are in Antarctica would have been built, pretty much. The thing is, you can't date stone, right? Right. You can't date stone. It's timeless. You can tell by, like, weathering, how long it's been exposed to weather. Oh, man, I'm going to, I'm probably going to go on a huge rant here, so bear with me. <laughs> yeah, Let's do it. Go. go for it. Okay, so I, first, okay, first thing I want to say, I'm going to start with uh, how they date a lot of these structures or pretend or try and date them. And that's with the radiocarbon dating. I never really knew exactly what it was, so I decided to fucking look it up. And radiocarbon dating is pretty much if it has to be organic material. So a lot of these sites, when they dig them up, they find like an an old like uh, like a fossilized leaf or something. But still, you can still get a, you can get the carbon out of it. And the carbon has like two forms of carbon: carbon like C twelve carbon and C fourteen carbon. And I guess if you pretty much how they do it is they chart they chart the half life of the carbon fourteen, and they judge judge by the half life of whatever it is they can. Fucking do their sciencey shit and figure it out, and they can figure that that's fairly accurate as far as science is concerned up to sixty thousand years. 
But after that, like carbon dating like fails. Like you can't accurately get a carbon dating. Then you start, you have to go to like other like magnesium dating, like all these really like high tech kind of dating. So that, that leads us to another conspiracy about the dinosaurs maybe too another time. But they're pretty much saying that a lot of these buildings that they're saying like, oh, Gobekli Tepe is 12,000 years old. That's because they found some, when they, they dig down, they find like some car, like uh, fossilized carbon life form of some kind that far down. That they can dig. They find so organic that, matter that they can dig it's around a, it. It's at least that old, right? Chances are it could be really fucking old. <laughs> and I'm going to go with, now I'm going to. scientific go, term, really fucking old. Alien theorist, scientific <laughs> term, really fucking <laughs> old. Like now, it. okay, yeah. I'm fucking jumping all over the map here. But now I'm going back to the Sphinx. I'm going up to the Sphinx. We never really talked about the Sphinx that much. The Sphinx was supposed to be built at the same time or after the Great Pyramid, right? It's pretty much what Egypt, right. Egypt tells us to tell you. So like, I don't know, 4,500 BC. Yeah, they were built like the biggest one were probably built. They thought there was a built at the same time. Or Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of like the modern theory. Then you look at the Sphinx and you look at the weathering on it. It has like horizontal lines and it has vertical like water lines. And it's pretty much like all all just all agree pretty much that that Sphinx was around when the last time that climate was super wet, which was dun 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 about twelve or fourteen thousand years ago. Pre pre end of ice age. Huh. So, so it's been there. Yeah, it's I mean some people there are for, that it's been there for at least that long. Yeah, at some people are that saying long. that it wasn't, that's not the original form. Like it was, you know, part, maybe part of the Sphinx, you know, they had carved it from looking like something else into looking like a Sphinx. Oh, buddy, I'm getting all fucking wound up here. Now, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so now the Sphinx, yeah, they think that the face had been recarved, right? And some of the features of the Sphinx had been recarved from a prior thing. And if you go with a lot of these ancient, like, civilizations, they all, like, model their calendars on the procession of the equinox. Do you know what that is? No, nope. I'll give you a quick, yeah, a quick sign. It's like the way the earth, the earth pointing true north on the North pole wobbles slightly over like periods. I can't remember how many thousands of years it is. It's like, uh, fuck, I want to say it's 10,000, but I can't, I can't really remember, but it wobbles. It goes through all 12 fucking, uh, points to 12 different Zodiac signs over like a long period of time. And right now we just entered the age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius. Yeah, but they're saying about 12... <laughs> or maybe it's every, Great song. Maybe it's every 2,000 years or something because every, it's every, every every so long it points to Leo, the constellation Leo. And they're saying that this Sphinx possibly was at one time modeled like a lion before it was recarved. And that was either 14,000 years ago or 28,000 years ago. So saying it could be that old and the weathering, like the vertical weather lines, like the water lines, they kind of go with other structures, like different, uh, because like, I guess the plateau of Giza is, a what do you call it? Oh, it's like a mezza, like a flat top mountain. Right. But it's only like, I think it's only 60 feet high and it's been weathered away. And they pretty much go, if you go to like other mezzas around the world, like someone like in the Grand Canyon or like other ones like that. Some of those, they're like, those rock formations are at least like 800,000 years old or older to get that much weathering. So they're saying they pretty much can't date the Sphinx. Yeah. Right? 
They pretty much can't date it. It's it looks way older than the pyramids. They don't know who built it. They don't know what it looked like originally. You can tell it's been like rebuilt. So like there's a lot of people starting to think now that maybe these fucking some of these megaliths are so fucking old, like predating like civilizations on civilization like like two or three or four advanced civilizations old. Yeah. To a time when like we can't even comprehend what it was. Cause like none none of the fucking stories like really add up like all they, what they tell you about these sites. Like oh yeah it was a temple, blah blah blah, and you're like well how do they build this fucking pyramid with like precise like tunnels and shit through it and like feats of engineering like unmatched today like you couldn't do it. I just love the stuff where it, like it's so mathematical and where the sun will hit a certain spot every once a year or whatever it is like that. How- how they how do they do that? Yeah, like that's what baffles me. Like, that type of like astronomical knowledge would only come from like a civilization who was around for like either they had super advanced telescopes that we can do and they had the like the physics and math that they can like predict this stuff, or it was people just watching the sky for like tens of thousands of years, like marking it. Yeah, down. that's what that's what I would think is like the people have been t- keeping these records for you know a thousand years of some of these event like these solar events. You know, stellar events don't happen all the time, and you'd have to keep really good records to know uh, when they were going to happen and and when to build your, you know, where to build your temples. So, I mean, that's crazy. It'd be so frustrating to have it built in the right spot and then wait for that one time of the year and like, oh, shit, I'm out by an inch. Rip it down, start again. <laughs> Let's try next year. That, that's what I mean. They'd have to be. They'd have to be so advanced to be able to get that right. Yeah. Like you can't rebuild the Great Pyramid if it's off by a degree. You're kind of like, oh, take it down, fucking start again. So like these people who <sighs> built these megalithic structures like this didn't do it with copper chisel and a hammer. They didn't. It wasn't only a few thousand years ago. I bet you these fucking pyramids have been here since the last ice age, or from like ice ages before. It could they could have been here for fucking ever. If this, if they think the Sphinx to get that weathering had to be here for eight hundred thousand years to get like the, because the Sphinx is kind of built like in a box, like sunken down, and the box has like the same weathering, to get that to look like that, and they, if they say it's gonna be eight hundred thousand years or more, like you're talking like you're going way back, way way back. Yeah, and I mean if you look at some of these ways, uh, I mean now they're finding a lot more. Um, different species of like uh homo sapiens you know we have like the we had just for example i mean we have the neanderthals you have cro-magnon you have the denisovans now you have the homo florenses and then there's another species that they think they just found and this is just like they find these and they identify these species but it's like by tiny little pieces like they find like teeth and they and the, the these bodies like evidence of these species is really hard to find if there was another civilization that was, you know, two million years ago or even a million years ago, you probably would be really hard pressed to even find evidence or physical evidence of their existence, like biologically, like human human remains, like decompose so fast. I mean, you can't even find we can't even find the body of you know King Khufu in the pyramid. Yeah. We- so how would you expect to find these other these other temples that have been maybe cleared out by Egyptians and just like throw the bones wherever, man? And you just never find them. That's a really good point. Because, like, fossils, to have a fossil made, we talked about it before, is, like, really hard. It's got to be, like, in the perfect conditions, like, covered in mud, like, no air, and then all Yeah, the... it's a big deal to find fossils. And yeah, so, like, you like, find... Do- it I think has you... to be covered in mud, compressed, and quick enough. Yeah, and then all, like, the shit leaches into the bones and creates, like, a calcified, like, 
rock pretty much, right? Right. Yeah. So you find like dinosaur fossils, but they're super uncommon. And if dinosaurs really were like that popular, like populated the earth, there was like billions and billions of different dinosaurs. And you know, we can only find like partial skeletons here and there. Yeah. And they're around for millions of years. Yeah. 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 If you go by their time, their dinosaurs are for like 250 million years roamed the planet and we can barely find like any fossils. So now, and that's with like a fully like global, like billions and billions of fucking of dinosaurs. Now say you had advanced civilization, but there was only like, say they're much more manageable with their population and they only had like 500 million and they buried their dead and they didn't get covered in mud. And like that shit's gone, like long gone. Yeah. Yeah. But like these, the temples and stuff, especially if the climate's like really dry, like Antarctica and shit, it's freezing cold. It's dry, but it's really dry. Those stones would stay unchanged forever. Really. They're not changing. Like in the, in the sand, if it's like really sandy and like that's abrasive to the stone, you can like get wear and stuff. Or if it's really rainy, like that's when stones break down, but it still takes like a million years. So if you had like a super dry, like there's no moisture, stones fucking stay forever or stones under the water. Like they're not changing. Yeah. Like if you had like if you had a, like Atlantis style like global empire sometimes like they kind of say, and a lot of their cities were flooded or sunk or whatever it was whatever the case was, and they're like say they're a few hundred feet underwater and we just haven't found them yet. I bet you they're perfectly preserved. Oh, maybe some of them, but I don't think. I mean, even underwater, a couple thousand years, like even weathering by tide, like tidal things like that, it would a lot of it would be moved. Like a lot of it would probably either be moved or it would be just weathered down to almost maybe unrecognizable or, you know, just about you barely be able to like something. If you look at Yonaguni, it would look something like that. Like all the evidence of kind of it would look like a natural formation almost. Yeah, but that's because but it's the stuff grown on top. So if you actually I bet you if you ground down right. to back to the stone. Yeah, I'm, then you'd still. Yeah, you could still find. But yeah, I agree. Stuff. It would be overgrown with like. If it's been a million years, it probably has a, like a few inches of sediment, right, crushed down on top of it, or like barnacles or whatever. Right. But the actual rock itself probably would be fairly preserved. Still there. And if it's if it if it's only ten thousand years under the water, then well, we'd be able to find it. That'd be a big find. Yeah. Still, I'm just saying, like huge find. We don't. We can't really date the stone. They date the stone by finding like a piece of some type of organic fossilized material that's hopefully not older than sixty thousand years, and then they can date it. And now, okay, I want I want to touch on one more one more quick thing <laughs> before we fucking maybe wrap it up here. You ever heard of the Bosnian pyramids? No. So I guess what are they? Well, it's not really, it's not a recognized pyramid. It's kind of like the Antarctic pyramid, but like there's oh man, I did I didn't I can't remember what the town was town was called, but look it up, Bosnian pyramids. And there's these I think there's seven pyramids around this one small village in Bosnia. <clears throat> And for the longest time, no one ever thought to check. Excuse me. <coughs> Fuck. No one ever thought to check what they were. And then eventually, like some archaeologists, they started like digging around the base of this. Like it looked like it looked kind of like a pyramid, but it was like fully covered, like fully covered in like yeah. dirt and fucking trees and shit. So it looked like a mountain. But they started digging and they started finding like concrete slabs and tunnels underneath this huge thing. And they're like, "Holy fuck! This thing is ancient." They have no idea who built it. They have barely even unearthed anything about it. It's still not recognized as a pyramid because it's it looks like a mountain because it's covered in shit. Yeah. But no then they're starting... Byron, are you looking at it right now? Yeah, I'm just looking at some images and I... It, 
It's what I'd imagine the pyramids of Giza would look like if they were covered in grass and trees. Yeah, it's like a fucking. It looks like a. It's a perfect pyramid type of thing. Yeah, just well, it's not perfect because you can't really tell what it is. But they're saying like the archaeologists, they're like, okay, if this thing's covered by this much debris and like this much soil, because it's a, it's in a much wetter area, there's a very good chance that that thing's like fucking two million years old. Wow. To be covered. And then the stones is buried underneath. And then they start like scraping, like digging and then scraping it off. Like, holy shit. These are like con- perfectly formed concrete slabs, like super hard engineered concrete. And like tunnels that go through the whole mountain. So they just keep unearth- like unearthing this crazy stuff. And they cannot. And I think they've dated that one to like, they found some carbon dating in that one like 14,000 years at least, right? So, so far. Could be even older because it only goes to fifty thousand or sixty thousand years, but I don't know. I just totally don't That's agree cool. that these things were just all built by just villagers wearing animal skins, serving their lord, building these like engineering marvels of the ancient world. Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. That's for sure. Like, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Google that one because it's like it's not that popular at all. But they're 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 finding something. They haven't found the actual pyramid. It looks like a pyramid, but they actually haven't unearthed enough to be like, oh, yeah, this is all stone. But they've definitely found you find ancient a, stuff. Yeah, you're finding a lot of this stuff. Like in, I know in the Bosnian area, they're finding a lot of stuff, even like in Russia and even in China, in these places that just, you know, people live there. They're farmers or they're, they're not archaeologists. They're not, they're not scientists. And they live out in these areas and they don't really think about it, you know, until somebody gets out there eventually, you know. Maybe someday the world gets a little bit smaller. You get scientists out there that track down these these just tiny little leads about stuff like this. Your modern day Indiana Jones and goes out there and finds these things. It's like this is actually huge. You guys yeah. didn't know you were living on this, and the people who are living there are like, no, we never really thought about it. It just never really affected our lives. So, oh, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, the Hank Hill. <clears throat> Yeah, I know. That's what I would do. We'll keep finding things. Yeah. Yeah, and, and next year we'll probably do another megalith because there'll probably be a few more unearthed we hear about here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, also, also look up on the topic, look up Russian megaliths in the Ural Mountains. They're, they're the same as the Bosnian pyramids. They haven't been proven to be man-made, but they look man like man-made megaliths stacked like a stone wall. And if that's if these are actually man-made, they will be the biggest stones. They're up to three thousand ton stones. It's probably just the Russians lifting them. Yeah, it's fucking El Nasty stacking a wall. <laughs> could be El Nasty's could be the remnants of uh, ancient civilization. Very yeah. could well be. Anyways, yeah, giant ass stone. That one, there's not much on that one. It doesn't really look as humanly made as other of these structures. So it might be natural, but if it's not natural, these stones are huge insanely big anyways any more on megalis you want to try and wrap it up oh let's wrap it up I gotta, it's late i gotta go to bed yeah okay all right uh some news t-shirts are done Woo! they've been done for a while but i've been waiting oh. i've been waiting to put them live on the website until everyone heard about them because I, I, I said i was going to put them live last case file as soon as they were in but I waited. So people are like, are they all sold out already? No, they're not. I just never put the sold out sign off. They're just, we're not even being sold ever yet. So 
When you, um, as soon can as you send me a picture of them? Yep, I'll put a picture on. Uh, when you're listening to this, go check Facebook, our Twitter, and our website, aliantheorist.com. All the information will be on there. Very limited limited shirts, so if you want one, don't don't wait. And yeah, they're pretty Great. good. They're yeah, they're nice. Good. Okay, oh, oh, oh yeah, I'll give you a few more. I guess it gives you some fucking some points about them here. Charging thirty dollars Canadian for the shirts includes shipping. That's pretty much Canada and United States. I don't know. Are we going to ship to Australia and UK? It might be more expensive. It's expensive. So, so if you if you're in uh, uh, UK or Australia, probably not going to work for you, unfortunately. Unless you're willing to pay. And that's, but if you really want, well, one, that's the thing. If you really want one, email yeah, us. If you really, and we'll, uh, we'll, well, if you're gonna ship, something. if you if you're gonna ship to Australia, just ship. Is it cheaper to ship it to South Africa? Because I mean, they, yeah, I think so. <laughs> probably is. It gets lost in the mile anyway. Yeah. So yeah, because they just dump it in the ocean, like all those yeah. prisoners. That the yeah. ma- mass <laughs> genocide of Australia. <laughs> all that mail just goes straight in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some people, man. Some people. Okay. Some people's kids. Anyways, thirty dollars. Thirty dollars <laughs> supports the show. You got to pay through PayPal on the website. There, the shopping cart. It's a little more legit. Yeah. And um, if you want to support the show with more than thirty dollars, that's totally up to you, and we'll be appreciated for the beer fund if you want. And oh hell yeah! What? Uh, anything else? Anything else? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, anyone? Oh, uh, well, anyone, as no, wait, always. Wait, wait, wait! I gotta give a quick shout out. We forgot to give this guy a shout out. We have a friend, oh, Darren L at Darren Social on Twitter, made us a sick new Alien Theorist theorizing logo. Ooh, I like that. That we are. Yeah, uh, it is dope. Well, he's actually. It's he, even it's it even helped. better when he explained it. I was like, oh, it is. I I was like, oh, that's so simplistic and so sweet. Yeah, so uh, that'll well, be been... that, that'll be our new uh, our new symbol here, probably for next podcast. So it's fucking sweet. Yeah, I do like it. It's really fucking sweet. Oh, okay. Do some uh, do some quick reviews in the blender. Uh, oh, we did have a new, hold on. We did have a new review on the podcast one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. There was a couple new, there was a couple new ones on, uh, on the, like on, on the Cana- Canadian iTunes. One. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Reviews. Okay. Five star reviews. Here's the first one is alien theorist theorizing a gift to podcasts. <laughs> This is a five star from five star review from Maddie D sixty nine seventy eight fifty six. Get a new username, man. That's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Um, sixty nine. Here we go. Blessed. This is a great podcast. Kind of freaks me out anytime I listen at night in the dark. Nightmares about Elisa Lamb for days, but overall hilarious, knowledge boosting, and an all-around good time. Keep it up, boys! You're making Canada proud. Oh, oh that's a good one. Just don't listen to the uh, the poltergeist one at night, mate. Trust me. Yeah, scared Byron for <laughs> two months. Uh, Still a little uneasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. deep ass voice. <laughs> Next one. Five star review from Eyes Dash Up. Prove it. Eyes in the scars are like a real treat to listen to these good old Canadian lads wade through the BS 
and be inspired by the possibilities. I like that. That's a good one too. I like that a lot. Well, well worded. Very well worded. Um, and that's all. Sweet. That's all the podcast. You already did the prolapses of the week, so that's done. And uh, yeah, next podcast will Uh, be uh, Braden will be in studio live. Live in studio. Not sure. Not sure what we're gonna do, but uh, we'll play by ear. Oh yeah, we'll just have a good time. I think that one. Uh, Anyways, as always, wait. Keep this. Wait. (laughs) <laughs> almost got gotcha. you this week's music from meteor studios oh, yeah i didn't have any new bands so you gotta listen to another one uh one of my songs my band lucky monkey lucky monkey yeah this song's called annabelle it's a little heavier than last week but uh i know i love it but i'm biased because it's uh, my own song so you should <laughs> like it too all okay, right that's it as always keep those eyes Wait, 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 wait. Nope. I was Taking a bag. Now it's done. Now we're done. <laughs> okay, now.